Hello from the ABA Mid-Year Meeting 2018 in Vancouver, Canada. I'm Jim Calloway. Casey Truppen. Stephen Gates. Michael Santos. Angela Vigil. Melanie Redman. Darla Bardine. And we're on the road with the Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Thanks for joining us on the road. It's a pleasure to be here in Vancouver for the ABA Mid-Year Meeting. We've had enjoyed a lot of Canadian hospitality. I'm here today to talk with some really nice and fun people about a very serious topic, homeless youth in North America. And so uh, let's start off by uh, letting one of our speakers identify themselves and describe a little bit of the problem. This is Angela Vigil, and I am very privileged to be part of the presidential initiative that the American Bar Association has this year on homeless and street youth. President Hillary Bass really challenged all of us, our different organizations, and a lot of leaders from around the country and around the world to do work for street-connected kids and homeless youth in our backyard in the United States, and to do something to increase access to lawyers, lawyering, and justice for that community. And it's really about shared learning across the border. Um, and building a global movement for change and recognizing that the needs of homeless youth around the world are quite similar and there's a lot that we can do together. And so we're proud Canadians to be participating with the ABA initiative. Okay, let's talk a little bit about what your day job is and what you do in relation to homeless youth. My name is Darla Bardine and I am honored to be the executive director of the National Network for Youth. We partner with over 300 runaway and homeless youth service providers across the country. And we also partner with young people who've experienced homelessness. And we do a policy advocacy in Washington, D.C. And we're proud to partner with the Homeless Youth Legal Network. I'm also a member of the American Bar Association Commission on Homelessness and Poverty. And really my role has been to connect youth service providers with pro bono attorneys, whether it's a law firm or solo practitioners or legal aid service providers, so that we can really try to make those connections so that more young people are able to get the legal services that they need. Uh, this is Casey Troopin. Uh, my day job is working for the Rakes Foundation in Seattle, Washington, which is a family foundation. Uh, one of the areas we focus on is uh, homelessness among young people in the United States and also in our backyard in King County. We do fund a legal services program for youth experiencing homelessness. So a current day jo- job interacts with legal advocates that way as, as a funder, as well as um, working with them around policy that they're encountering and working with young people and trying to change at the state and national level. Uh, For about 16 years, I was a lawyer working with uh, youth experiencing homelessness myself, uh, so I also have that perspective. And I interact with the American Bar Association through the Commission on Homelessness and Poverty, where I'm a special advisor, as well as the Section of Litigations, uh, Children's Rights Litigation Committee, which also is doing significant work around homelessness among young people. Uh, I'm Stephen Gates. Uh, I'm a professor at York University in Canada and the president of the Canadian Observatory on Homelessness, which is a research institute that focuses on conducting research and mobilizing it so it has an impact on solutions to homelessness. We've done a lot of work around the legal and justice issues of young people who are homeless and have uh, participated with the American Bar Association for a number of years, which people may not know. The ABA has been a, a, a leader globally around working to address these legal injustice issues. 
Uh, this is Michael Santos. I'm a staff attorney at the National Law Center on Homelessness and Poverty. Uh, we're based in Washington, D.C. We're a national legal organization, uh, and our goal is to end and prevent homelessness. And we do that through policy advocacy, impact litigation, and um, providing public education to different stakeholders. And I'm also a member of the Commission on Homelessness and Poverty, and my focus at the Law Center is actually on implementing this federal law that protects the education rights of homeless students. I'm Angela Vigil. I'm the pro bono partner and executive director at, of the pro bono practice at Baker and McKenzie. We do pro bono work in a lot of different areas, but specifically we focus in areas that include children's rights and rule of law and LGBTQ advocacy. Those all come together in the legal needs for, for homeless youth in particular. And I'm Melanie Redman, the CEO of Away Home Canada. It's a national coalition dedicated to transforming how we respond to youth homelessness, moving away from an emergency response to one that's more proactive and preventative. Um, and we work in the areas of policy, planning, and practice. And our collective idea is to build the uh, IQ and capacity of the legal and justice system in Canada to better respond to the legal needs that youth facing homelessness have in front of them. Uh, I, ha I have to admit, folks, as somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience with your area, the phrase homeless youth just is a gut punch to even think about the many challenges related to that. Do some of you actually go to court representing homeless youth? What the ABA Homeless Youth Legal Network is about is about getting more lawyers to do just that, to represent kids, sometimes not in court. Sometimes it's administrative advocacy. Sometimes it's clearing up a record. Sometimes it's getting them access to public benefits. Sometimes it's telling the child welfare system to do a better job in making sure that they have stable housing. Sometimes it's just counseling a teenager that's couch surfing because they're unhappy and unsafe where they belong. There's a lot of lawyers doing that great work, but our, we all came together here at the ABA meeting to talk about how to get more of them to do it, to get them to do it pro bono, to get more funding to make sure that it happens for full-time public interest lawyers around the country and to figure out how to learn from our international colleagues on how to address these legal needs for street youth around the world. And I um, rarely do that anymore. And when I, when I do practice law, I do it in my own time. I'm saying that for my employer's sake. So make sure that, that that's in there. But uh, for, for 16 years, even 17 years going back to the time I was a law student, uh, I represented youth who are experiencing homelessness, mostly in civil uh, legal issues. Um, but now uh, there are, we've discovered that there are at least 30 programs across the country focusing on the legal issues of homeless youth in, in about 20 states. But uh, President Bass has made this a priority really to get that to all 50 states and D.C. and make sure that there is no young person who's experiencing homelessness who has a legal issue who can't get to an attorney. That's going to be critical in our collective goal in terms of ending youth homelessness. This is, this is Michael Santos, and I think that the initiative is actually very timely. There was an article that came out today at the New York Times saying, reporting that um, the access to justice depart, uh, within the Department of Justice was recently and quietly shuttered by the current administration. So there's gonna be an even more, an even greater need uh, for providing legal services to um, youth experiencing homelessness. And sadly, what we're finding out is that there's a lot of similar issues across borders, not just to the U.S. and Canada, but all around the world. And it, it's unfortunately, it's always timely. When you have kids aging out of the foster care system and just funneling into a circumstance where they don't have stable housing, you're going to have legal needs. And when you have a juvenile justice system that is imbalanced in who it gets involved and then ends up with kids who can't succeed because of records made out of a juvenile justice system that's really hampering them from being successful, you're going to end up with a bigger homeless population. Well, I know some of these uh, uh, these kids are uh, that way because their families actually kicked them out and put them on the street. 
which means they have literally no support other than what volunteers and the uh, uh, social service agencies can provide to them. Yeah, this is Darla. A lot of people often ask, how is it that young people come to be homeless on their own? Because it's really hard for people to imagine. Um, But it is just that. Some young people are forced out of their homes. They're either asked to leave because they're LGBT, they've come out, um, they're rejected for their sexual orientation or gender identity. Some young moms are forced to leave their homes because they are pregnant teens and their parents don't accept them or won't support them. Other young people are fleeing um, abusive and unsafe homes. And if you are a young person and you're running away from your home, then you must be running away from something pretty horrific, whether it's sexual abuse, physical abuse, or other violence happening in your home. And then other young people become homeless because they exit the child welfare system with nowhere to go, or they'll exit the behavioral mental health care system or the juvenile justice system with no safe place to live. And so these are really young people who've experienced high levels of trauma and have been let down by many adults in their lives. And it is easy for them to have legal issues as a result of a situation that they're in, often through no fault of their own. And so it's incredible, really, the leadership that the American Bar Association is taking to really help fill that gap. Well, one of the initiatives you've all mentioned is to go out to the states and the provinces and and get more volunteer lawyers empowered to do this kind of work. Are there other aspects uh, that that we're considering with this initiative that that are a focus you'd want to talk about today? Well, there's an international piece to it. This is Angela V. Hill. The international aspect of this is that um, the American Bar Association convened an international summit on the legal rights of street children, pulling together advocates who serve in over 130 countries, looking at whether or not we can help the the implementation of the United Nations recent um, publication of the general comment on street children. So we got the smartest people in the world who know about street youth issues together to talk about how to implement good solutions to make sure that kids can access the rights the UN says they have. Two other components of it are um, really lifting up the model programs around the country that are already providing legal services to youth experiencing homelessness and making sure that we are cataloging what they're doing well, why it's effective, and what impact it's actually having on the young people themselves. Um, And another component is to connect those already doing the work with each other across the country so that they don't feel isolated, so that they know um, both how other programs are effectively providing legal services to youth experiencing homelessness and how they're dealing with various aspects of the law. And like Angela said, the interesting thing is that we're seeing commonality not just between states about the legal issues, but we're seeing commonality across borders. And I think that puts the American Bar Association in a great position, really, to have an impact beyond the United States. Well, folks, I really can't think of a more impactful thing, to use your phrase, that can be done than to help a homeless child to give them the tools and whatever to succeed in life. Any final thoughts? I think one of the important things about this initiative is how the American Bar Association has really been intentional about partnering with young people who have experienced homelessness. At the International Summit in Brazil that was talked about earlier, young people from multiple countries from around the world who've experienced homelessness spoke. They shared their stories, but they also shared their expertise and ideas of how policies and practices can be improved to both prevent young people from experiencing homelessness, but to better respond and serve young people when they do find themselves in homeless situations. Yeah, and I think 
this work is really timely because for too long we've relied on uh, just providing young people who experience homelessness with emergency services, a cot, a sandwich, that kind of thing. And we know that uh, the experience of homelessness for any prolonged period of time can be very damaging to young people. And by focusing on their legal injustice issues uh, and helping communities to do that, we can really start to work upstream and prevent this from happening. Because in many cases, there's an incident or a, 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 a something where if young person had legal advice and support, their homelessness could have been prevented and the consequences of being homeless will be eliminated. So we need to do this work and it's, it's wonderful that it's happening. You know, every lawyer has an obligation to give professional, it's donate their own professional services, an ethical obligation to do pro bono work. And so many of the barriers to access to justice that these kids and, and impoverished communities feel are because they don't have access to a lawyer. So one parting thought is for anybody listening to think about how they're going to give their pro bono time and to volunteer to represent some of these kids somewhere around the country or around both countries. Absolutely. And this is Melanie. And one of the things that we're really excited about in Canada is the opportunity to build on what the ABA has been growing and experimenting with in the U.S. We have wonderful things happening in terms of legal services in pockets across Canada. But what we want to do is build on the American efforts to take some of these things to scale and make it really matter in the lives of young people. Before we close it out today, I have one last question for you. Uh, there's a wide range of lawyers who listen to Legal Talk Network podcasts. So uh, if our listeners would like to follow up, how can they reach you? Two easy ways to do it are on Twitter, um, at A-B-A-H-Y-L-N. That stands for the Homeless Youth Legal Network. And instead of me giving the, the full um, address, search uh, the internet for the American Bar Association Commission on Homelessness and Poverty. There's a whole part of the, the page that's dedicated to all the resources that the ABA has put together to support youth experiencing homelessness and the lawyers who are advocating for them. We've reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us today. And also, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.